1: Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
2: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
3: Let's go ahead and dig into the underrated signees. And I want to get your thoughts as much as anything on the message board. Hit like and subscribe for me. Hit that bell. Turn the notifications on. Greatly appreciate that. But let's talk about some of the underrated signees and who are some guys that you have questions about and people say I look good. I think it's just better lighting and maybe a little hair product. No, it's just water. All right, Caleb. So who are the underrated signees in your mind? And I'm going to go ahead and tell you because I love him because he came on the show and he was incredibly quotable. And I think I've got like three columns I can write off of him. It's Jamal Wallace for me. Number one, two, three, four, and five. Um, I thought he was just fantastic. And this guy was 190 pound safety in 2019. And now he is a defensive lineman. But who would you tab as some of the underrated signees that we didn't dive into on uh, the first national signing day?
2: Yeah, I got no debate with you on Jamal Wallace. He was so, you know, he blew me away with his intelligence when he came on the show with his just deep understanding of football and his, you know, you're right. The way he's developed, he's got skills that he has unique, a unique skill set as a guy who played a skill position like safety or something like that. And now he's playing on the line. I mean, he's just a very, very smart player. I'm very high on him too. I know a lot more about him than I did last weekend, funny enough. (laughs) So he was right to call us out. Um, But I'm going to stick with one. Um, There's a guy who I think actually has a lot of real talent, but he's a bit of a project, so you won't see him next year. And he's another offensive lineman, and he's the one we didn't talk about yesterday. That's Jesse Perry. And the reason he's only a three-star largely is because he's only 278 pounds. So the question is, can he maintain what he does? When he get if he gets up to 300, which you expect him to get into the 300 range. But if he does, Dave, I mean, the guy is 6'7", and he does have – excuse me, he's 6'5", I'm sorry. He's 6'5", and he does have pretty good feet. He's he's pretty agile. So if he maintains that once he puts on the 20 pounds, he could be on the level of the other guys. And I talk about locations all the time. Y'all know how I am with Ensworth and Lipscomb at Nashville. Sorry to you guys who graduated from those schools, but – um. Murfreesboro is the opposite. Murfreesboro consistently puts out underrated talent.
3: By the way, guys, so just so that you know, I mean, there are other people in this business that have agendas. Caleb is so agenda free that he made someone at Lipscomb so mad that they blew up our Twitter and sent me an email that said they'll never be listening again because they went to Lipscomb. Um, the simple fact is, there have been a lot of disappointments out of Lipscomb, and maybe we'll get him back one day. I'll take a guy. Named Jordan Burns. And I'm going with three stars uh, or less. I mean, everybody has three stars if you're a, a division one player or if you're a power five, power four player, wh- wherever we are. But Jordan Burns at linebacker, because he played in Atlanta, I think that's very significant. He's already six foot two ish, 220 pounds. And again, playing in that area, he, he may be middle of the pack by Atlanta or Georgia standards. But that can be pretty good uh, when when you get in the college level. So that would be one that I would pick as a guy that may have a bigger impact as an underrated signee at this point.
2: Notice two guys we picked, Dave, because you talked about this yesterday. Underrated guys from the Atlanta area that aren't offered by Georgia. When they come to Tennessee, they fall in love with Tennessee. Also, players in the middle to East Tennessee area that aren't as highly valued. When they go to Tennessee, they go because they love it, and I mean, you know, well, the Knoxville kids naturally do that. Like Cooper Mays, I mean, and Jacob Warren, they loved playing for Tennessee. They'd go all out for Tennessee. But a lot of the a lot of the uh, Murfreesboro kids are the same way. So we're talking about two guys that they're at Tennessee because they want they they're going to be super loyal to Tennessee for different reasons, but they want to be at Tennessee, and I think that's going to stand out a lot. And so I'm I'm with you with Jordan Burns. The only reason I kind of Held off Jordan Burns a little bit was he was a four star on uh, Rivals I believe or was it two four seven, um, not the Composites. You're right. He is a three star on the composite. So I don't know if that was qualifies as underrated or not. But I, I feel you on that. Another one I'm sticking on the offensive line is um you know Gage Ginther, the guy that came out of Colorado. I think him and there's a uh, the kid from Missouri. Uh, my I'm totally drawing a blank right now on the kid that uh, Kellen Lindstrom the edge rusher from Missouri. Both of those, I think were actually, I think they're, I think where they play has held them back a little bit because I think there's just not a lot of recruiting scouts and services that are in Missouri and Colorado. And I think that actually has a, you covered it, Dave, right? There, where, that has a huge impact on ratings where a lot of the analysts are, and there are not a lot of them in Colorado and Missouri. So if you could just even get noticed playing in those areas, there's some real potential there.
0: That's chumbacasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, I'm going to stretch a little bit for another underappreciated guy because I think he was overshadowed by a guy at his same position. So this is not my three-star rule, okay? But we all want to talk about Mike Matthews, a receiver, because he's a five-star. But Braylon Staley is a four-star and could be a fantastic wide receiver for Tennessee. So I'm kind of bending the rules a little bit on that. Um, he He's like the third highest player that Tennessee's gotten. So I realize I'm reaching, but I feel like Staley's been a little bit overshadowed by Matthew. So um, the wide receiver hall could be deeper, could have been deeper for Tennessee and nobody would have complained, but the two they got are right up at the top and already uh, six foot or above guys. Matthew's making an impact, but uh, I wouldn't dismiss Staley just because Matthews is so highly rated.
2: Well, yeah, I actually said yesterday, um, based on me, Caleb Webb is most, not Caleb Webb, my, I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind. Peyton Lewis, excuse me, is the most likely like future offensive playmaker in this class to play early. I didn't include future for Mike Matthews because I think Mike Matthews is going to start next year, if I'm being honest. But in terms of future down the line, I had Caleb, I had Peyton Lewis number one. However, in terms of raw skill set, I thought Braylon Staley topped them all. I just didn't see how he got into the roster next year. But, and we just saw this on the message board, it is very possible that he becomes that possession receiver opposite what Mike Matthews or Brew McCoy is going to be. And so it's not out of the realm for him to get onto the field next year. It's just Dante Thornton is there. Brew McCoy might come back. Caleb Webb and Chaz Nimrod both do have some experience. So Because of that, because Braylon Staley is not going to step in and be the receiver that you talk about all the time, Dave, that dictates coverage. He's not going to be that for you next year. But And then the other spots are so locked in that it's hard for me to see him playing. But he could get on there for just raw skill. So he fits your mold if he starts next year. And that's not crazy to think that he might start next year.
3: People commenting on my hair. I literally took water out of the sink and did this. That's all I did. Give me some of those underappreciated ball signees on the message board, and we'll dig into them and touch base with them. Ron Slay and Josh Ward coming up later. Now, Mead Drinker brings up a a, a point here that I want to get to. Will we see Nimrod or Webb hit the portal after spring if Matthews and Staley overperform? I don't think so for a couple of reasons. I think those guys both know Ah, uh, the offense. I think they're Ramel Keaton types in that there's a little bit lower of a ceiling than with Matthews and Staley, but I do think they know the offense and they're going to be ready to go next year. And I certainly wouldn't want to hand over this offense to a couple of of freshmen um, that would be key contributors at the wide receiver position. I think one or both will play. But Tennessee also remember this: they are loyal to their guys, sometimes to a fault. <coughs> Joe Milton. But they are also uh, a team that likes to play their their three receivers and, and settle in on them. So I don't think they're going to settle on a new duo when Nimrod and Webb are probably the guys right now. At least that's my thinking. You?
2: Well, uh, if if Matthew if 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 they if Staley overperforms, they might hit the portal largely because okay. again Staley could take that role. Um, now Matthews we is about irrelevant. Nathan
3: Leacock and me pointing out we forgot about Nathan Leacock.
2: Yeah, you're right. It's a good point about Nathan Leacock. That's a good question. I mean, but Saley's performance could have an impact on them. None of those guys are going – Matthews is a different story. None of those guys are expected to do what Matthews is expected to do. Mike Matthews is expected to replace Brew McCoy. Is that fair to say, Dave? He's expected to be the next Brew McCoy.
3: Yep. Or the next – Cedric, what Cedric Tillman was supposed to be. um, And what Brew McCoy ended up being. No doubt about it. I mean, he's that guy.
2: None uh, of those well, other guys can be that.
3: Uh, either Staley or Matthews is, is supposed to be that guy. We, I think it's going to be Matthews. But
1: we'll see. Um, guys evolve. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com.